Support for Alleist comes from FX, presenting Feud, Capote vs. the Swans, the story of writer Truman Capote, once a confidant to society's most elite women nicknamed the Swans, from executive producer Ryan Murphy, Emmy eligible in all limited series categories. Support comes from Rancho La Puerta, a wellness resort on 4,000 acres located 45 minutes from downtown San Diego. Established in 1940, Rancho La Puerta offers adult summer camp-like vacations. RanchoLaPuerta.com LAS Studios. Today on the LA Report, big closures on the 110 freeway near downtown LA will tell you how to prepare. Celebrations in Big Bear for a bald eagle couple's first egg of the season. They're very dynamic and easy to fall in love with. And later this week marks the one-year anniversary of the deadly mass shooting in Monterey Park. LAist correspondent Josie Huang brings us the story of the community's recovery from the devastation of that day. It's Saturday, January 27th. I'm Julia Paskin, and that's all coming up on the weekend edition of the L.A. Report from L.A.ist 89.3. But first, here's the latest news. There will be shutdowns on the 110 freeway this weekend. L.A.ist reporter McKenna Sievertson has more on how drivers can prepare. Caltrans will have both sides of the 110 freeway shut down so crews can demolish the rest of the pedestrian bridge. That means all northbound lanes between Washington and Adams will be closed, and so will all of the southbound lanes between the 10 Interchange and Exposition Boulevard. Drivers should keep an eye out for electronic signs posted near the freeway for detours, and people can expect to have their lanes back Sunday morning. For LAist 89.3, I'm McKenna Siebertson. Closures and ways to get around them at LAist.com. In other news, Cal State University and faculty members reached a tentative labor deal this week. Negotiations had put a spotlight on the pay disparity within the public university system. Chancellor Mildred Garcia makes about $800,000 a year, plus about $200,000 worth of other payments and benefits. Laura Quinn is a lecturer at Cal State San Bernardino. She works full-time but struggles with housing. I don't make enough on one salary to even like qualify for a one-bedroom apartment. And then you see a million-dollar chancellor with a $96,000 housing allowance. A representative for CSU says the chancellor's pay is determined by the market and that she makes less than some of her peers despite managing the largest university system in the country. The FAA gave the go-ahead this week for Boeing 737 MAX 9s to fly again. The planes were grounded three weeks ago after part of the fuselage of one of the planes blew out over Portland. If you are getting ready to book a flight, how can you tell if you're going to board one of these planes? LAist's Yusra Farzan has the details. The two U.S. airlines that use the plane are United and Alaska. Passengers can look up aircraft information when they book directly on their sites. If they'd rather avoid flying on a 737-9 MAX, the airlines will change flights at no extra charge, with some limitations. Websites like Kayak and FlightAware also include what type of plane you'll be flying on when you search for flights. For LA's 89.3, I'm Yusra Farzan. Meanwhile, Disney is proposing to spend nearly $2 billion to expand its theme park, motels, and attractions in Anaheim. Proponents say the project will bring jobs and more revenue to the city, but critics fear the expansion could limit access to public streets around the park. The Anaheim City Council is expected to vote on the proposal in May. 
And the proposed train connecting Rancho Cucamonga to Las Vegas has another boost in the form of $2.5 billion in federal bonds. Fundraising is still only around the halfway mark, but the company behind the project wants to break ground sometime this year. And a pair of bald eagles in Big Bear Lake has its first egg of the season. LAist's Kevin Tidmarsh has more. A Nest camera has been live-streaming the eagles every moves, and about 5,000 people were tuning in yesterday when Jackie and her mate Shadow welcomed the egg. Their popularity doesn't come as a surprise to Amber Shank of the Institute of Wildlife Studies. There are so many people that get attached to these birds. They're very dynamic and easy to fall in love with. If all goes well, the egg is expected to hatch in late February. For LASD 9.3, I'm Kevin Tidmarsh. To read more about all the egg excitement, check out Kevin's piece on LAist.com. More coming up after this break. Support for LAist comes from FX is What We Do in the Shadows. Follow the nightly exploits of vampire roommates Nandor, Laszlo, Nadja, and Colin Robinson as they navigate the modern world of Staten Island with their human familiar. Starring Kayvon Novak, Matt Berry, Natasha Dimitriou, Mark Prokish, Harvey Guillen, and Kristen Shaw. Emmy eligible in all comedy categories. Television Academy members can watch all episodes at fxnetworks.com FYC. Support comes from Rancho La Puerta, a wellness resort just 45 minutes from downtown San Diego. Three, four, and seven-night retreat packages include fitness classes, hiking, live music, mindfulness, and culinary adventures featuring fruits and veggies straight off the vine. Special rates and offers are available for summer stays and first-time guests. Savor summer at Rancho La Puerta. RanchoLaPuerta.com Welcome back to the L.A. Report. I'm Julia Paskin. Last Sunday marked one year since a gunman attacked a ballroom dance studio in Monterey Park. Eleven people were killed, nine injured, devastating a community of older dancers, many of whom are from Taiwan, China, Thailand, and Vietnam. LAist's Josie Huang follows up on their year of recovery. On the night of January 21st, a gunman named Hu Can Tran showed up at the Stardance Ballroom studio and fired on a crowd celebrating the Lunar New Year. Lloyd Gock remembers seeking cover as his friends fell around him. I was about 10 feet away from the shooter. I just hide under the table. So the bullet just went by me. But the gunman wasn't done. He drove a few miles to Alhambra, where there was another popular ballroom called Lai Lai. It was kind of a sister studio that the same crowd frequented. Brandon Tsai, whose family owns the studio, was closing up when he saw the shooter enter the lobby with a gun. Within the first three seconds, I processed that I must do something to save everybody's lives. Tsai wrestled the gun away from the shooter who took off. Tran was found dead the next day of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He'd been part of the local ballroom dance scene, but police still have not specified a motive. As the community held vigils and politicians called for stricter gun control in the wake of the shooting, survivors found solace in one another. Lloyd Gox says a group of about 40 of them messaged over WeChat and shared meals and tears. Because our life is never the same. Never the same since that day. The Stardance Ballroom Studio, where the shooting took place, closed permanently. The local dance community had been so traumatized that Brandon's high didn't think they'd come back and dance at Lai Lai. 
Some instructors have left, taking students with them. But Ty says most folks have returned. I was so glad that they came back with a big smile on their faces. And that in itself was therapy because just getting connected to one another again at a physical location and recounting the situation, it was quite therapeutic for everybody. Ty says he wants the dance studio to continue to be a place of healing. As the shooting's anniversary approached, Lilai hosted a community event where they offered free dance lessons. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Relax your hips. Ty also invited mental health clinicians to that event. Among them, Sheila Wu, who directs mental health centers in L.A. County catering to the Asian community. For people to come back to the location of what happened, I think it will trigger certain emotions on, in some. But Wu says the event also provided a chance to offer counseling to an older immigrant crowd that's resistant to seeking help. She says that for many immigrants, there's this mentality of we have to be strong, we have to be resilient, and we cannot be weak because we have to succeed, right? Some survivors, like Lloyd Gawk, have been receptive to counseling, but he says what has helped him cope with his trauma the most has been returning to the dance floor. Pretty much you don't have to think about anything, you know? You just concentrate on the next turn with your partner. All your worries goes away for that, you know, few minutes that you're dancing. Gawk approaches fellow survivor Hattie Pang, who's wearing a flowy mini skirt and sparkly headband. She started dancing again a few months after the shooting. She's now back to coaxing friends to dance the waltz, her favorite. Lila, Lila, she says in Mandarin, meaning come, come. Same words as the name of the studio. And Gok does. Peng takes his hand and they dip and weave across the floor. For LAist 89.3, I'm Josie Huang. Thanks for listening to the weekend edition of the L.A. Report. The Weekend L.A. Report is hosted by me, Julia Paskin, and produced by Kevin Tidmarsh and Monica Bushman. Our engineer is Sean Corey Campbell. The podcast is edited by Fiona Ng. Catherine Mailhouse is the director of content development, and our vice president of podcasts is Shana Naomi Krokmal. Join us back here tomorrow. You can read more at LAist.com and listen live on the LAist app or on the radio at 89.3 FM. Listeners like you help make the LA Report possible. Please donate at las.com slash join. This podcast is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Southern California a better place to live. On inheriting. To Tuan Trong, his home country is a lost country. What's keeping you from going back to Vietnam? The communists. Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't stand to see them. But his son Bao longs to live there, the very country Tuan fled. Being homesick for a, a place that's never been home. Listen to Inheriting from LAS Studios and the NPR Network, wherever you get your podcasts.